And welcome, my friends, to the Rise to the Top, the number one show for mediapreneurs. I'm David Seitman Garland, all about helping you dominate online, you know, create that killer business. You know what it's all about. And also live that life of freedom. So welcome, my friends, to the show. A lot of stuff going on today. And I just want to get right into it. I want to talk about our guest and, and what he's going to be sharing with you guys. Very, very important. So uh, I'm going to be joined by the man known as Nomadic Matt. NomadicMatt.com is his website. His name is Matt Kepnes. And he's been traveling the world for years. He's, got a, he's one of the top travel bloggers in the world. And, you know, if you think about that, it's almost kind of like an oxymoron. Like, how does he stay so organized and productive and, you know, have this six-figure business while he travels all over the world? And I figure if he can do it, he could teach us how to do it, right? Because one of the biggest struggling points that I hear all the time from mediapreneurs is, you know, productivity and staying on task. So Matt is here today to offer his top five productivity tips, the way that he does it, the way that he lives it while he travels the world that we can all apply as mediapreneurs. Now, I want you, when you listen to this, really, really pay attention because some of the stuff might be new for you, right? Some of the things that he mentions, some might not be new, but just because it isn't new doesn't mean it's not important. Meaning like, you know, are you actually doing what he's saying though? Or are you just like, yeah, 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 I understand that. So there's a difference between knowing something and then having it reinforced. So there's a lot of good stuff coming up right now with Nomadic Matt on the rise to the top. Now, before we get started, I've got to tell you about a couple things going on. Number one is that if you are a mediapreneur and you have an online platform and you've been creating great content, you know, maybe for a year or, you know, whatever it might be, and you're building an audience and, and you, know what you know what your niche is, you know what you're going to do, and you want to create promote and profit from your own online course and you want to hear exactly how to do it step by step I'm creating a, some great free content for you and also a course coming out I want you to check out the rise slash courses in your email so if you if you know this isn't like a how to figure out your niche course uh, or anything like that but this is a very specific course for people that do already have a following doesn't mean that it has to be a huge following but it means you have to have some following um, and turning your expertise into an online course uh, to help people and make some good money. So check that out at therisetop.com slash courses. And this is the final reminder on the iPad giveaway. So as you know, got a free iPad that I'm going to be giving away thanks to our friends and sponsors at Citrix Online. It's an engraved custom iPad autographed by me. Uh, and it, it's going to be the winners can be announced on the 18th of March. So you can now tweet to enter the contest anytime, as many times as you want between now and March 18th. All you have to do is answer this question. It is, if you could host a meeting anywhere using GoToMeeting, where would it be and why? So if you could host a meeting anywhere using GoToMeeting, where would it be and why? Post that to Twitter. Use the hashtag RiseFreeiPad, hashtag GoToMeeting. Very important. Hashtag RiseFreeiPad, hashtag GoToMeeting. Can't wait to give it away. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. So get to tweeting and now enjoy this tip-filled interview with Nomadic Matt. All right, so we were able to track down Nomadic Matt. Not the world's easiest task today, but uh, I wanted to welcome Matt Kepnes to the Rise to the Top. Great to have you here, Matt. Thanks for having me here. I'm, I love your podcast, so videocast, and so I'm great, great first, to have you to be here. Well, I, I'm excited to have you here. Where are you coming from uh, today, by the way? 
I'm currently in Austin, Texas for South by Southwest Tech and Music Festival. All right, awesome. So in South by Southwest, now I wanted to, what we're really going to be talking about today is your top five productivity tips, especially because you travel the world and you grow your business at the same time. Uh, but tell us a little bit about, just real quickly, just give us a little bit of context about kind of who you are and what you do. Because I was seeing that your site has been featured, nomadicmat.com, everywhere. You have a book. Um, you know, you've been on everything from CNN. You've got 200,000 monthly users doing something. Tell us a little bit about it. Just give us sort of like the synopsis. Uh, you know, I did a backpacking trip around the world in 2006. And when I came home a year and a half later, I went back into the cubicle and I was very uninspired. So I built the blog as a way to create a platform for myself to write guidebooks and become a freelance writer. And over time, people just kept on gravitating to my site and asking me for advice. So I kind of created my own guidebook uh, with this recently published book you just referenced, How to Travel the World. And uh, now I travel the world and blog about it and help people learn how to travel more without spending a lot of money. Because especially in America, a lot of people tend to think that travel is expensive. And I fight against that myth all the time. All right, very cool. So, so, and, and just give us some, um, you know, we like to go a little gaga for numbers sometimes in terms of where you're at. Um, you know, so, so your business, I'm assuming, uh, first of all, how, how, does, how do you make money in general with, your, with nomadicmat.com? There's a couple of ways I make money. Uh, one, I have the print book that just came out. That was nice. Uh, but I also sell ebooks on how to teach English and how to build your blog. I, this year, I launched a, a private mentorship uh, course. So every four months, I take 10 students on and I give them help. Um, affiliate marketing, you know, people booking their sure. site, their travels through my site, and two sponsors. All right, cool. So, and then that equates to what? We're in the six figure range, somewhere in there? About 100 to 120 a year. All right, awesome. So awesome stuff. And you know, your book, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But here's the interesting thing that we decided to talk about today, and I, I love this topic, right? And that mm -hmm. is that a lot of mediapreneurs, as I call them, you know, people building their platforms and their expertise and doing all this kind of stuff online, one of the biggest roadblocks is overwhelm and you know, not getting stuff done. Um, mm -hmm. And you're telling us, though, that you've grown this business to six figures while traveling all over the place. So I figure this would be a great thing to talk about is those top five tips, um, you know, really for staying on task here and, and being the most productive. So let's hop right into it and we'll kind of dissect each one. Your first uh, part of this, your first tip is an organizational list. So tell us a little bit about that and why is that important? Yeah, you know, when you're traveling around the world and you're trying to run a business at the same time, you have this sort of catch-22 to... To, to write about travel, I have to do travel. But if I'm doing travel, I don't have enough time to write about travel. So you sort of have okay. to become this productivity ninja. And um, it's taken me a while to do it, but I've done it. And my first tip is create an organizational list. Because if you don't know what you have to do, you're sort of going to meander around um, from project to project, slowly thinking like, okay, what do I have to do next? What do I have to do next? And then when every minute and second counts, you really don't want to be spending time doing that because before you know it, it's noon, I still haven't eaten at lunch, and I haven't seen anything in the city I just got into. So by creating a list of everything I have to do, 
It allows me to focus my time much better. Okay, so on this kind of like this is kind of the big list, if you will. This is the yeah. This is the key thing. What kind of stuff would be on your list, for example, of your organizational list? Just to give us kind of a little bit of, of context there. So my giant to do list. It's usually you know uh, interview with David Garland. Uh, you know SEO, write articles, uh, contact people for media, reply to emails. Uh, edit articles, create new posts, um, you know, catch up on scheduled tweets. I think of everything under the sun. Even if a lot of that stuff, I, I hire a part-time assistant now. So even if things like scheduled tweets are going to get outsourced to her, I still want to be able to make sure I have everything I can possibly think of on this list. All right, makes sense. Now, what's funny about this, right, and this is one of those cases where, you know, people have heard before, right? Like most people are like, you know, Oh, I know to do that, right? But there's a difference between saying, oh, I know to do that and actually doing that. Because I would love to hear, by the way, and I want to hear people comment below on this, do you actually have an organizational list or are you what I call running and gunning? Which is you just go in and, you know, and I've had that too, by the way, Matt. Let's just be honest. I've had moments where, you know, if I get off task, where all of a sudden I'm like, where the heck did the time go? It's like 8 o'clock, you know, p.m. And I'm like, where, what, what, are you joking me? And... I think another reason why this is very important, and I'm mm-hmm. sure you'll agree with me on this, you happen to be traveling the world, right? But yeah. no matter what anyone's doing, um, when they're getting into this kind of mediapreneur business and growing it, it can become a monstrosity if you don't control it and you don't have time to do anything else. And so, which is, defeats the purpose of, of working for yourself and doing something really cool, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, anybody that runs their own business, so to speak, is going to devote a lot of time to it. But with the internet it doesn't shut off. I mean, it runs 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it will take as much time as you have to give it. So if you don't have some good productivity skills and some ways to turn things off, you will. F- I have waken up plenty of days. All right, I only have like six things to do today. That's going to be great. I'll get it done. I'll go do stuff. Then before I know it, it's time to make dinner. Right. And I'm like, where the heck did the day go? Right. I mean, I, I didn't have that much to do. How did I squirrel it all the way? Right. And so... It's very important to stay task on task. And I you know, I know you think, oh well of course I'm gonna do emails. But I, I like writing that stuff that small stuff down. So I know like this is small stuff, this is big stuff. You know, so I can differentiate between the two and I still remember to do it because otherwise you're just gonna get lost in the emails. Right. Which actually leads us right to kind of the second tip that you have, with the first one being the organizational list. The second one is the daily task list. How is this a bit different? And like, tell us kind of what the idea is behind that. So you know, here you do have this big list, emails, schedule tweets, write seven blogs, you know, do interviews. And you think, oh, crap, there's a lot on that list. And your mind's going to do the easy ones first. And then before you know it, the hard ones are still there and your list is still strong, large. So I like to do break things down to daily tasks. So on Monday, I will do writing. On Tuesday, I will do like SEO. On uh, Wednesday, I will do these five things. And on, you know, you you move it forward every day. And that way, I only have to do that today. So my my suddenly overwhelming list becomes a lot more underwhelming. All I have to do today is write two articles. I can shut my computer off after that, and I'm off. I can see the world. I can see what I came to do. And it just makes it a lot you know, 
easier to do because you're breaking down this list into smaller, easier to digest components instead of this one overwhelming list that you just look at and you're like, oh, can't believe I have to do all this today. But you don't have to do it all today. You just have to do that one thing today. Yeah, so it's almost like single tasking in a certain way or, or, yeah. or keeping it down because I, I actually, this is a great point because what I see people do is they'll say, you know, I got to write this post, I got to do this. All those, the laundry list that we talked about that's on the organizational yeah. list, right? But if they don't yeah. break it down into what day they're going to do stuff, um, it, it, number one, it either never gets done or, or it causes overwhelm. So for example, I mean, you know, doing a show like this, yeah. Okay. When I first started, it was the most overwhelming thing in the history of mankind because, you know, people be like, oh, I can do an interview at midnight or I can do an interview at 6 a.m. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I was just running all over the place until I was able to say, okay, here's my interviewing days. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's every other Tuesday and Thursday, right? And I have that down and then, you know, certain days for doing things. Now, in terms of the, the, on your daily task list, do you also put those simple things that you're going to probably do daily that are a little bit annoying, like email or other stuff like that? Is that something – how do you approach that? And is that something that you only do after you get the key stuff done or what's your sort of approach to that? This will also tie into my third tip about taking weekends off uh, that I'll, I'll go into. Um, that's our fifth tip, but we're going to skip ahead. That's a skip. That's a spoiler alert. A uh, spoiler alert. Um, you know, I, I do small email every day. Like I do a little bit, but I try to limit – the time I do like so like I'll do an hour when I wake up and maybe an hour before I go to bed because otherwise you're always on your email I mean I have 60 in my inbox from when I woke up when I went to bed last night so I try to stick to the important ones and then move the other ones to later um, small tasks I, I outsource to my assistant you know like schedule all these tweets I'll give right. her a list that I want done with the days and the times, and then she does that small stuff. Okay. But you know, I'm always on my Twitter. Right, right. Well that, yeah. well, that makes sense. I mean, but here's the interesting thing about this, and I think this is a key takeaway for me here, and I'm sure for a lot of people, right? Is that yeah. let's say your Tuesday is writing uh, three articles or something like that, and your yeah. Wednesday is that you're going to, uh, you know, edit some interviews. I don't know, I'm just making that up, right? right. Yeah. The key here that I see is once you get done Tuesday, and let's yeah. say it's it's noon and you're done. Yeah. Be done with the damn thing. That's don't exactly, go. Don't it. go and bring in Wednesday now. I, you know what I mean? And say, okay, well, you know what? I got done early. I may as well start on Wednesday stuff. That's kind of the time to go enjoy life, if you will, right? <laughs> exactly. And this is especially important when you're sort of location independent, to use that phrase, and you're traveling. Because if I bring in Wednesday's task, suddenly it's in the afternoon and I haven't seen anything. So I, I think it's very important not to bring in other days. I've done that before. Like if I'm home on the weekend or if I'm, say, I'm visiting my parents' house and they live in the suburbs, not much to do. So I, I'm home for a lot while. So I might bring in Wednesday task if I got done remarkably early. But it's, you need to get in the habit of shutting down. And um, otherwise, you will always be on. And you need to, it's very important to stop what you're doing because you need to get in the habit of stop, stopping what you're doing. Right, and we'll talk about that also when we talk about scheduling in a, in a, in a few. But let's, let's talk a little bit about the third tip here, um, which is using self-control. And you don't mean like, you know what I mean, like self-control as in self-control. You mean self-control as in an actual app. Uh, tell us a little bit about what this is and why this is important. Well, because I have no self-control and <laughs> I love talking on Facebook, um, 
my my friend Steve Cam, who runs NerdFitness.com. Oh yeah, former guest, former yeah. guest here. Yeah, so he he turned me on to this app uh, called Self Control, and it's for PCs and Macs. I have a Mac, so I use it for the Mac. And basically, you create an uh, internet blacklist. And you put all these websites that take your time away, and then you turn it on for however long you want—an hour, two hours, all day. And as long as it's on, you cannot access those websites. And even if you turn it off, you st- it's still on. You can't shut it off until that time has gone. It does something to your, your ability to access websites on your actual computer. So for you know, two, three hours, no Facebook, no Twitter, no email, no news, no messing around on Wikipedia because, well, you know, Wiki, you, know, you go in for one thing and 25 pages later, you're, on, you're learning about something else. Uh, and I, I think that's really important because when you're online, you're kind of used to multitasking, but multitasking is the death of productivity. And I, I, have, I learned that you just have to shut it off. And when you do, for a while there, you're, out, you're, at, you're accessing Facebook. You keep trying to get it on. Like, why won't Facebook work? But, you know... You get there, and you find that, all right, well, now you're sort of forcing yourself to work on the writing. I especially use this when I'm writing because otherwise I'll be on Facebook or whatever. So I shut up the internet when I have to write, and it forces me to do that one task. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I mean, Facebook would be a uh, key one for me. I know that, and I'm sure yeah. for a lot of people as well. And, you know, it's funny. It reminds me of uh, one of my favorite comedians, uh, Aziz Ansari, right? And on one of his uh, stand-up, yeah, on one of his stand-up routines, he sa- he talks about why he gets nothing done. And he was sitting there, and yeah. he says, you know, I'll be walking around in the streets. And, you know, I'm supposed to be working on my next routine, and then all of a sudden, I'll think to myself, what made more money, Home Alone One or Home Alone Two? You know what I mean? And, the, and then and then he's like, <laughs> yeah. and then I go to Wikipedia or whatever, and he plays around on it. And you know, but I mean, it's a great point. And and you know, you can only do so much. I mean, like. Um, I, I totally agree on that. I mean, like you can say, I'm going to stop checking this or I'm going to stop doing this. It's another thing to actually literally make it impossible for you to do it. Um, so self-control is that app. We'll make sure to link that up below, uh, for Mac and PC. I, I want to try it. I want to see what happens. I'll let you guys know yeah. what happens. Yeah, as well. it, it goes back to building good productivity habits. I mean, eventually you get used to just single-minded focus and being productive and all this just helps a lot because you're, you're building a habit where you can just sit down and you're not going to get sidetracked. Right. Makes a lot of sense. Okay. So number four, which we're going to hop into right here. Uh, so, so far we've covered organizational list. Number one, daily task list. Number two, self-control, the app number three. Um, and now we're going to talk about one that we've heard before, but I want to hear your take on this specifically stick to a schedule. Sticking to a schedule is really important for me because, you know, I need to see a lot in the city and I'm, you know, I don't want to be there for three weeks. You know, I have, I want to see a lot in the country if I'm there. So I can't just spend three weeks in one city seeing a few things, you know, for like two hours a day. So for me, I, I try to make a work schedule. You know, I'll wake up at eight o'clock. Yeah. You know, that's kind of late. If I've been out drinking, it <laughs> might be nine o'clock. Um, and then for an hour, I will do my email for an hour. I will work on the blog and then I'm out. I go out, see the day, whatever I want to see, come back around five, six o'clock. I will work for two to three hours. Um, and then I'll go out and meet people and see my friends. And then every fourth day or fifth day, uh, I'll take a day off where I will just 
focus on work itself. So I'll take care of those bigger tasks, like um, handling doing marketing and, or writing seven blog posts. And then I will keep traveling again. Okay. Otherwise, otherwise I will end up, um, to be noon, I, you know, you have to go out and see stuff and museums close at four and suddenly your day is wasted. And I think this is really important, you know, because if, even if you're not traveling, sticking to a schedule can really help you stay on task because, you know, from eight to nine, you only do this from nine to 10, you do that. And then it helps again, build a better productivity habit. Yeah, and I like to do kind of chunking when it comes to this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So I yeah. like to, I like to when I'm doing uh, sort of tasks. You know, whether it's uh, you know getting a show ready, working on a product or whatever. I just say, okay, here we go. Nine to noon, shut everything off. That's gonna be my task time for that. Then lunch, working out, things like that. Now, in yeah. terms of sticking to a schedule um, and creating a schedule, how do you sort of approach it? Do you do it on a weekly basis? Do you do it on a daily basis? How do you kind of like make sure that you're ready to go for the next day? I kind of I I do it on a daily basis. So okay. I look I look at that broken down list I created of what what's a Tuesday. What do I have to do on Tuesday? And I'll because I don't blog every day. I only blog twice a week. So I, you know, let's say if it's a Monday, I tend to blog on Monday. So Monday I'll wake up, I'll do email, publish blog, go out, come home, um, do some more email, market, you know, do SEO, go out. On a day I'm not blogging, it will be email, uh, and then marketing, and then go out. Uh, emails, I just have so many, I try to deal with them. Um, but, you know, it, it's just important that you, you break it up, you chunk it. And I forget who it was that um, told me. I want to say Seth Godard or maybe Chris Brogan, but they said, like, you know, it's really important if you're getting a lot of email to, you know, break it up. Like, don't be there all day. Give yourself specific times to answer emails and shut it off because otherwise it's always on, you're always getting updates and you're just gonna think, oh, new email, let me go check it out. Yeah, and, and, and you know, it's funny because I bet people are gonna be thinking this when they, when they listen or watch this interview. It's gonna say, okay, I've heard that about email before, but I can tell yeah. you that the funny thing about this is that anytime that I rehear it, you know, it's something that reinforces in your brain, like, oh my God, yeah. am I actually doing that or not? Like I remember, you know, for example, um, I went to a conference, I think it was like last year or something like that. Guy was talking about email. Nothing I didn't know already. Do you know what I mean? Nothing like yeah. earth shattering. He's like, you know, like check it at 9.06. You know, he didn't have anything like earth shattering. But it reinforced it in my brain. And then when I came home, at least the next few months, I was able to be much better on email. Do you know what I mean? So, so, yeah. so if you're listening and watching this and you know this is a problem, you're not like, you know, don't just shake your head like, yeah, yeah, I know. Are, are you thinking to yourself, is this something that I can improve on? Is this something that I'm doing correctly? Or am I sitting there, you know, playing the email game all day, which, you know, trust me, could take, could take a full day uh, out of your time and you get nothing done. Exactly. You know, today I have to do a lot of writing. And so when this interview is over, I'm going to this coffee shop. I'm going to turn on self-control and I'm just not going to answer email for the rest of the day because I need to get a lot done. And there's so many emails in my inbox. I'm just going to look at a number and think, I really got to get, as close to inbox zero as I can. And all I'm going to do is send an email all day. And then I'm going to be like, well, I didn't get anything really good done today. Yeah, you know, exactly. So. exactly. I actually did that this morning. I got to zero, and then I shut the damn thing off. I was like, goodbye. Yeah. Because I know if I wait yeah. five seconds, you're going to get another one, and that's never fun. So yeah. you, know, you just yeah. went from zero to one. It's a nightmare. So again, the key, though, here is sticking to a schedule. And this really does take 
self-control in our business. Because everyone that's listening and everyone that's watching this, you know, Matt, they're in our shoes. They're, we're all in the same boat. We're all in this together where, where they might not be traveling the world per se, but the idea that, you know, you're running your own little mini internet empire, you're building your little internet empire without a ton yeah. of employees, location independent, not from a cubicle with some guy looking over you like, are you getting that done? It's up to you to get it done. Um, and I think that's, you know, where these tips really come in because, you know, I hear people exactly. all the time saying to me, I'm, I'm struggling, I'm struggling, I'm struggling trying to get stuff done. It really does take that self-control and discipline and little rules to make it happen for you. Exactly. And we all fall off the wagon, you know, every so often. So it's good to hear these reminders. You know, I mean, I have friends always reminding me about this because after a while you grow a little complacent and you need to hear that, hey, don't, don't do that once in a while. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I forgot to turn on stuff until today. Got to turn it on. Got to turn it on. You know? Yeah. And so it's good to always hear the reminders. Yeah, it's a great point. Now let's get to the fifth one. And this could be a little, you know, controversial for some. It might be. You previewed it earlier. Uh, but you're yeah. a strong <laughs> believer uh, in take the weekends off. So you mean, what, nothing on the week? Tell us about this. So on the weekends, I will – I don't – answer emails on the weekend and I we talked about this earlier like breaking things up like how do you handle each day on the weekends I already do like my conference calls because a lot of um, my blogging students they had nine to five jobs who are transitioning so they can only do weekends so on Sundays I do my students but that's it I don't do anything else on weekends because you need a time to recharge your batteries and I, I found this Last year, I got really burnt out just working and traveling, and I, I needed a vacation. Mm -hmm. And so I took 10 days off. I went on a cruise. Great vacation. You sit by the pool. You got this drink in your hand. Eating the buffet. Totally relaxing. You come back, and you realize the world did not end. If my, you know, my blog wasn't updated in 10 days, and life went on. People moved on. They were fine. You know, as entrepreneurs, we always feel the need to be on and being with our website, taking care of it. But people understand if you need a break. You know, they take the weekends off from work, you can take the weekend off too. So I found giving myself a few days where I just don't do anything allows me to recharge my batteries and maintain that high level of focus and productivity um, that I need for the rest of the week. Because otherwise, I'm just always working every day. And after a while, you're just sick and tired of it. Productivity goes down and just like, ugh, more work to do today. Yeah, I mean, Everyone it's kind of like working out. Do you know what I mean? I mean, like, you know, yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm big into that. And, you know, I've had times where I've overtrained, you know what I mean, where I'm, I'm doing it seven days a week. And then, you know, what starts to happen slowly uh, is that you start to dread having to go to the gym or dread having to go yeah. work out because you're, you're drained. You're, you're not excited about it. Um, and then you realize, hey, you know, taking the weekend off, same thing from working out or whatever it might be, you, you come back on Monday with a vigor uh, that you're ready to go as opposed to, oh my God, I gotta, I, I can't, you know, I'm at it again. Like I actually was thinking about that because last weekend, um, I worked more than I normally would on a weekend. And I just, on Monday, I just was, you know, I was just kind of, I don't know, like struggling a little bit. Let's just be honest. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. it, it, it happens. You know, I mean, if you work for, you know, 10, 12 days straight, you're just like, uh, not again, not again. And we have awesome jobs. I mean, we have really cool jobs and they're fun and I like doing what I'm doing, but 
you know, after 10 days of answering 50 emails and doing all this writing, like, I want to go do something else. And then you, like you said, you dread doing it. And when you dread doing something, it doesn't become fun. And when it doesn't become fun, your productivity goes down. Yeah. And then once that happens, you know, that task that should have taken you two hours suddenly takes you four because you're finding excuses to not do it. Yeah. You sit, you sit on Facebook and you read the news and you're like, ah, you know, cause you don't really, you're not really excited anymore. Yep. No, so I, mean, I, I think it's very important to take, to take days off. Yeah, no, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, all these tips make a lot of sense because I think I want a lot of people to internalize this and think, okay, you know, if Matt can do this, you know, and these are his philosophies and while he travels the world causing shenanigans, you know what I mean? You could do this regardless of what you're doing. You know what I mean? Whether you're just sitting at home, <laughs> whatever it might be, you know, think about these way, ways to do it because, you know, it's interesting that the, some of the most productive people, right, and most successful people that I've talked to online are also the most busy with life. You know what I mean? They're doing yeah. stuff. They've got stuff that's going on. They're not like, you know, I just stay on the computer all day and then I'm done and then I, you know, cry in the corner and then I go back to the computer. I mean, people have stuff going on and I think that's a positive. It's just learning how to, you know, make this all work together so that it works for you and you could continue to do this for the long run, not just, you know, burn out in, you know, three months and then it goes down the toilet. Exactly. And, you know, if we want to add, you know, a, uh, a 5B here, I just moved to New York and I find that I have all the time because I'm not, you know, busy sightseeing. Do stuff with your life. You know, take up a hobby because I found that if I don't have something to do during the day, I'm more likely to move on to tomorrow's task. It's like, well, I don't have anything else to do, so I guess I'll keep working. And if you don't, if you're not going to the gym, taking a cooking class or being busy with life, suddenly you're just going to spend all day in the computer because you get really nothing else to do. Yeah, that's an absolutely fantastic point. And it's something Tim Ferriss has obviously talked about before. And yeah. it's something with that challenge. It's like once you become like a productive beast, you got to have stuff to fulfill your life or you're going to be, you know, whether yeah. it's playing with your kids or, or, you know, uh, playing a sport or picking up, you know, basket weaving. I don't care what it is, but having something, you know what I mean? Because then yeah. you're, you're totally right though, because we will fill the hours if we want to. If, if, if yeah. I look at my calendar this afternoon and I say, you know, at one, 1 PM I am done, but I don't have anything till six o'clock tonight. I am going to work probably from one to six if I don't have something exactly. to do. Do you get what I'm saying? I will do it. What yeah. else am I going to do? You know? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I sort of overschedule my life because it gives me something to do. So it's like, okay, in the morning I'm going to, you know, I, I'm a juice. I not like steroids. I, uh, the healthy juice thing. So every morning I make a juice four o'clock. I'm off to the gym. You know, I mean, I break up my day. So it's like, I'm forcing time the schedule to happen with work. Otherwise, well, you know, nothing else to do. I guess I'll work more. And then, like you said, you end up crying in the corner later. Right, right. It's a great point. It's like the old saying, right? Like if you want to get something done, ask a busy person to do it, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's yeah. just, it's just that's the way it happens. And, I, and I'm like that too. Having, you know, breaks, whether it's gym or something like that, that's, it's great to have that to break up your day uh, so, you yeah. don't go, so you don't go nutty nut. Um, so, uh, Matt, you know, this has been awesome today. I loved these tips. I love this great, even great. more. I love the thinking behind them. You know what I mean? Because it's one thing to say, okay, here's yeah. what it is, but the thinking behind it and also how you live and breathe these tips, it's a lot different than yeah. someone just saying, oh, here's a tip, you know, that they read about in, you know, 
Yeah. Freaking productivity tip magazine or something. So yeah. uh, this is come from experience. Exactly. It comes from experience. Now I want to do a shameless plug here for the last couple minutes for you. Um, you have a book that came out. I uh, actually, I think like right in, like in February. Um, right. Yep. And, and it's called how to travel the world on $50. Um, I actually have a copy and I was going to hold it up and then I can't find it, which is super impressive for everyone. Uh, but I do have a copy, and it is a great book. Tell us a little bit about it, just real briefly. I'm going to link it up below so people can pick up a copy. But tell us about the book um, and what it's all about. Yeah, so this book came out on February 5th, and it's called How to Travel the World on $50 a Day. And it is about um, basically, like the tagline, travel cheaper, smarter, and longer because – you know, in America, we tend to have this attitude that travel is expensive. And years of traveling has shown me that everything I learned in magazines like Expedia, or sorry, Expedia is not a magazine, but on websites like Expedia. <laughs> it's a website, uh, same thing. Yeah, know. you know, Condé Natural, Travel and Leisure, all these great magazines. Oh, it's all pretty and such. And then you look at the prices and you're like, oh, I can't afford that. And suddenly everyone thinks that travel is just really expensive, but... It's not because I've been doing it for six years and I'm not super rich. And I found that if you travel like locals live, then you can travel cheap too. You know, if you travel how you live at home, travel cheap too. Take public transportation and go to the market. Stay away from, you know, those big box Hilton hotels and stay at some mom and pop bed and breakfast. That's a lot cheaper. Stay at a hospital, couch surf. Um, public transportation, get rail passes. There's all these ways to travel in a, inexpensively that don't get talked about in mainstream media. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that, well, there's no money in budget travel, right? So if you have investors and advertisers, who has $100,000? The Hilton, not some local guest house. So who's going to advertise? And your advertisers want favorable coverage. And so... When I actually started traveling, I was like, oh, everything I learned, not true. And so I put all the tips and tricks that I've learned through on-the-ground research, through six and a half years traveling the world, trying to maximize value in my spending into a book. Because, hey, you know what? Traveling, traveling on the cheap is not about being a cheapskate. It's about finding value. Because I love a good meal. I love nice places to stay. I, you know, I want to do nice things. I didn't come all the way to France, not to go on a wine tour. I mean, what's the point, right? Right. You're like, you go to Italy and you're cooking pasta in the hostel. You know, it's like, why'd you do that? You know, so I want to maximize the, va the value and that's what that, this book is about. All right, very cool. So we're going to link that up below. I'm going to have it linked up on the site. Uh, make sure to check awesome. that out. It's great stuff. I also uh, want to give plug out your site. So I want to make sure people can check out. We're going to link it up below, nomadicmat.com. Matt is where they can get, get it, all the action and uh, check out what you have going on. Very cool site, by the way, I do have to say, for uh, uh, the design nice. nerdiness in me that loves cool branding and cool sites. It looks great. Uh, so, Matt, this has been great, my man. Thank you so much for coming on. I know Thanks that I me. learned a lot and also um, you know, reinforces a lot of things. And that's what I'm hoping our community does as well. So thanks, my man. Great. Awesome. Thanks for having me. And that's it. I want to thank Matt for coming on and, and uh, sharing his best tips. And it's just great stuff. I mean, it's reinforcement. It'll make you think the different way. And, you know, we got a cool app and stuff like that that you can check out as well. 
all that stuff is linked up below, all about being more productive and, you know, living that good life. It's not just about working all the time. It's about, you know, getting out there and experiencing the things that you want to do, whether it's world travel or hanging out with your kids or hanging out with your spouse or, you know, painting the wall in the corner and watching it dry, whatever it is, um, that productivity is very, very important. And again, a couple final reminders. If you want to, if you're interested in building your own online course and learning my mediapreneur, the rise to top system for doing so, uh, head over to the risetop.com slash courses. Make sure to enter your email. And remember, keep those tweets going. So, you know, all you have to do is tweet your answer. If you could host a meeting anywhere using GoToMeeting, where would it be and why? Use the hashtag RiseFreeiPad, hashtag GoToMeeting. We're going to be giving that away. Uh, just keep on doing it between now and March 18th when that winner is going to be announced. So that's that's a wrap for today. I will see you next time on David Seitman Garland. And remember, if you want some fluff, you know what to do. Go pet a bunny.